0: Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries.
2: On 95.5 WSB. So, uh, again, on the Facebook page, it's just so visual. And it's so hard to do a show about gardening and all the beautiful things in Mother Nature that I get to talk about without getting to show it to you. So that's why I like the opportunity to at least... Have the website through wsbradio.com And have the Facebook page to share some of these things Uh, One is a video I took of a sugar maple Oh my goodness, if you are wondering what those really, really tall, upright trees are Right now, that the tips and the tops of them are starting to become bright, bright, vibrant red And then kind of the red works its way inwards toward the trunk And you're wondering, what are those trees? They're stunning And then when the sun shines through them, which is the precise time I got the video uh, Sugar maples, that's what they are They can grow taller than 70 feet And according to the Arbor Day Foundation More states have claimed that as their state tree Than any other single species So uh, I've got a video of what they look like from a distance With all that fire engine red And then a close-up of the leaf too And you'll go, yep, for sure, that's that's a maple Um, And then another thing that I worked on for the WSB Radio newsletter, uh, that goes out free every other Friday right to your inbox when you just visit wsbradio.com and look for the little envelope at the upper corner of the website, the upper right corner, and you just enter in your email address. You can sign up for Dave Baker's newsletter, mine, uh, things from Scott Slade, I think Jamie Dupree's Washington Insider is still on there as well. Uh, But I work on that. I mean, that takes me a couple of weeks. I'm not a writer. I should be because I have a broadcast degree, but I don't consider myself a writer. But I do have fun putting the content together for that. So usually I pull some of your questions that you've submitted to me over the the previous weeks or just come up with my own content. And, of course, one was the seasonal transition. This is my favorite time of year. And when spring fades, I think, man, I'm going to really miss this. And then I get over it and move on to summer. And when fall comes, I say, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see new colors, new blooms. These really earthy tones are, are my kind of colors The oranges and the yellows and the browns So things blooming now I've got some with a nice fragrance for you And then some, you know, no fragrance at all But gosh, there's still really hearty, good flowers in the fall uh, One with the fragrance, a tea olive Or sweet olive, Uh, a little bit different varieties When you really go to look for those But a tea olive, they can get really large Unless you score a dwarf variety But folks do really like to put them near The entryways to the house because of the Smell, and the flowers are so So small, it's really Unassuming that that nice strong Fragrance would come from something like that Beautiful green waxy leaves As well, but just make sure you give them the Space they need. Something else that has A fragrance, it's not Very impactful, but it's there Carolina jessamine And that's going to be a vining type deal And it's got little, like, long tubular yellow flowers on it And it's going to not only put out flowers in the fall, but in the spring too More prolific in spring But mine certainly has some yellow flowers on it now Uh, So it blooms twice It's really lovely if you kind of train it And it's going to be able to vine up something And it's not invasive The, The growth rate is not that crazy A Sweet Autumn Clematis, as I talked about That vine can become invasive if it's not tended to But boy, it smells great It's got a ton of white flowers on it And then they become kind of little puff balls when they go to seed And another one that I never really took the time to go right up to and smell But I knew that fragrance was coming from somewhere is the Sasanqua Camellia So the Sasanqua bloom right now uh, Mine started back in September for sure But they are in full bloom right now Sasanqua Camellia with a big large yellow center And it's a medium tree It could be a large shrub or tree Just depends on what your form is um, I do have one that's a shrub And I do have two that look more like a tree and the landscape But bursts with scented flowers Usually late September It's evergreen too So you love that And then we'll talk about Japonica variety coming up Because that blooms Late winter, early spring So you have nice Deep pink flowers Or red or whatever color you have In the winter time too That really pops in a Winter landscape But now's the time to plant Either one So if you go ahead And get your hands on a Japonica I think it'll probably bloom for you Come uh, wintertime It'll be ready And trumpet honeysuckle Another great but fast-growing vine, scented red, firecracker-like blooms, I guess. Not seen until spring, so not flowering right now, but it's got the berries. Really cool red berries that it sports in the fall. And then you've got, of course, mums and pansies, violas. They don't have much of a fragrance, but boy, they're dependable. They're low-maintenance. They're tough. And another one that you don't know about until you really see it in the nurseries, cyclamen. Cyclamen's a fun one. It's got these really cool... Heart-shaped green variegated leaves With a little bit of kind of silver on them And the blooms, the flowers look like They're kind of hanging upside down Over like a shepherd's hook They're actually kind of neat And they're fun for containers and stuff this time of year They'll tolerate uh, pretty cold weather Up until a cold, cold frost And then you'll just see the stems just completely die out And one more, too, that's looking really good If you like the succulent look And that's more of what you're going for in the landscape um, Autumn joy sedum so it's a lighter green plant, succulent-looking leaves, and kind of a fluffy top to it that the flowers are um, like all in a head almost. And it's uh, light pink, and then it kind of fades to a deeper pink the later into the season it goes. So that's perennial. Uh, autumn sedum is going to come back, and people are really going to enjoy those as well. And they're so easy, and then they kind of start to become bigger and bigger, and you just kind of split them up and move them around. So there you go. 404 872 750 thomas up in jasper good morning welcome to green and growing
1: good morning you were saying it was a great time to plant the camellias and i wondered if pikes has them in stock
2: yes they do i was just in there about a week ago um and town lake would probably be the closest location for you off exit 8 on 575 and they have a lot of them right now both varieties the is Sanque and the japonica
3: very good
2: Yeah, and uh, not much pruning required Unless you're going for a specific shape or something like that You just let them do their thing And they get really large, provide nice shade It's nice to have that evergreen you know, look to them in the, in the landscape as well When everything else is deciduous and has lost its leaves
1: How tall do they
3: get?
2: Um, The two in my landscape were there when we bought the house And so they're fully mature I would say they're probably 12 feet, 13 feet high Okay. And then you can keep, you know, if you get more of a shrub form You can certainly keep that a little more mounded and maintained If that needs to be along a fence line or something You could reasonably keep it, I would say, six to eight feet tall
3: Very good Oh, you I will not be
2: disappointed, Thomas You're going to love, love camellia Also, uh,
1: in the old days, y'all offered a an old geezer discount on Tuesdays or Wednesdays
2: well, now, Tom, I've got good news for you Because they offer a 10% discount every day For both senior shoppers and military veterans And active military folks um, It's just not combinable with other offers But absolutely, Pike has you covered
1: We're well, very good, I appreciate your time
2: Anytime, it's what I am here for 404 872 Up next is Jesse calling from Rockdale County Good morning
3: Good morning. And always, I always enjoy your show. Thank so much. Thank you.
2: Thanks for calling.
3: I've got a question and a comment. First of all, I'm having real good luck planting four o'clock seeds. I harvested them from our current four clocks so and I've got about 14 new ones that's come up this past year.
2: Oh wow. That's great. Those are Um, fun, aren't they? um,
3: Yeah, I put them in big pots so that, like I say, one of these days we can move them with us and then dig them and put them in the dirt. Yeah. them. The deer have been going rampant. They eat them right when they bud, before they (laughs) bloom. I've got one area that I've been able to keep sprayed with the deer away. Probably have about 35 or 40. Don't want to dig them up and transplant them into a pot and try to save them close to the house. Just wait till they go to seed. Can I deadhead them or...
2: Absolutely, I yeah, I mean they'll they'll produce a lot of seed for you And the seed kind of reminds me of Niger seed That skinny little black thistle looking stuff that like goldfinches yeah. like That's what the seeds remind me of But yeah, I would harvest as much of the seed as you can um, Those are so worth it Ageratum is a fluffy, fun, it can be a low-mounded kind of plant for the landscape I think of like kind of New England area, wouldn't you say, Jesse?
3: I don't know. We we got these from her grandmother 40-something years ago. Wow.
2: Gosh, those are cool. And
3: we've I've put them all over, or they've spread all over the yard, but the deer have gotten all of them except, like say, one batch, and I'm determined to get some seed this year. So I can deadhead them and then shake the seed out on some white paper and... Put them in an envelope and put them to the, the refrigerator that's door, right? That's
2: exactly what I would do, yeah Um Let, you know, deadhead them Let the fly, the flower dry out a little bit Yep, collect all that seed uh, That's all I do I mean, I know people get fancy with jars in the refrigerator And doing containers and all these kind of things But uh, that and Xenia seeds I mean, I just put in an envelope And I put it beside the fridge And that way I remember it But that's going to be the best way to propagate adgeratums, absolutely And for anybody who doesn't have them but wants them um, any seed catalog, you know, they're they're easy to find And you're going to want to plant the seeds in the spring And Adams Briscoe Seed Company down in Jackson, Georgia I'm sure they would probably have some too They're one of my favorite seed places
3: And they only have that one color, right?
2: Um, I've seen different varieties of purple But I've not seen anything go yeah. too far off that color scheme, no
3: Because Those and lamb's ear are gorgeous Lamb's ear
2: looks good See that's another good perennial even though it doesn't flower That's awesome in the landscape You've got some cool stuff in the landscape Non-traditional type things Uh, If any of you want to google ageratum and see them A-G-E-R-A-T-U-M Gosh those are fun Fluffy, happy Little purple flowers Jesse thank you so much for the call I'm glad we got to catch up Time to go check news, weather and traffic Stay tuned Update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. So yeah, I told you an hour Ago I had to push Georgia Forestry Commission to now just after 8.20 on Saturday morning, but Really glad more of you are going to be able to hear This Georgia Leaf Watch update with my friend Seth Hawkins from the Georgia Forestry Commission. Good morning.
0: Morning, Ashley. How are you this morning?
2: Wonderful. And that was just pure coincidence That, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on an hour Later than you're used to, Seth, but I think it's a Perfect weekend for us to be talking to even a different audience in this third hour of the show Because, boy, this weekend is probably it for leaf color, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so um, that cold snap we got last week And that light rain we were getting um, really helped to accelerate things I know we've been hammering home the last week of October But in the higher elevations, um, especially up about, above twenty five, 3,000 feet 2,500 or 3,000 feet We're seeing, you know, 80% leaf color change in north-central Georgia You know, up around Lake Chateau, obviously Brasstown Ball, Bell Mountain Park Lots of great leaf watching opportunities up there And again, that cold weather just really kicked things into high gear And we're starting to see um, peak really starting to come in in those higher elevations
2: Beautiful, and I know that yourself and all of your fellow foresters are busy Twelve months out of the year for sure But boy, this is really kind of a cool time of year for you guys to actually stop and smell the roses, so to speak Like y'all have submitted so many great pictures of the things you're seeing right now
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess this is the forester version of stopping the smell the roads. Um, <laughs> yeah, our, our folks are running all over the state every day, um, working, you know, helping people manage their land and property. So it is nice to get to slow down and help, uh, you know, to share the, the beauty that we get to appreciate in our day-to-day job, get to share that with your audience and your listeners. Um, if you go on our website, gatrees.org, I was looking this morning, actually, you can look at some pictures that are from relatively or sometimes the exact same place week to week, and you can actually see, like, that visible change from those viewpoints, and it's pretty cool to watch.
2: And y'all break this report up. People can see the report as well with the routes you've given us in past weekends, Seth, like really good routes and highways, Northwest Georgia, Northeast Georgia to take, but y'all kind of break the reports up. So Northwest Georgia, what trees are we seeing that are the most colorful right now?
0: So yeah, Northwest Georgia, you know, we're seeing definitely, um, you know, coming in, the maples are really starting to hit their full glory right now. So our early turners, the dogwood and wood they're still there, but they're kind of running their course. Right now, again, we're seeing those maples really starting to come in. Um, the birch are coming really rapidly into their yellow, and uh, the oaks are starting to come along again in those higher elevations. Especially if you get up on top of lookout, it's a plateau, so there's really good opportunities for rolling topography. So you see good consistent long long range of um, color change up on lookout. So, and the sweet gums also are really coming in, and one that I feel like is getting ignored um, sometimes, and this happens every year, the bald cypress.
2: If you oh. find like a
0: bog or a swamp, they are fully bronzed right now, and they look wonderful.
2: Okay, and then uh, like central Georgia, maybe uh, if we hit a Blairsville, Hiawassee, something like that, what's a good highway to see the color change there?
0: Taking Highway 76, you know, from Blairsville to Hiawassee is a really good, can, a really good route. You can take a stop again at Bell Mountain Park, great opportunities for fall leaf color viewing there, um, stunning views, of uh, Lake Chattouk, also beautiful scenery as always, but also those rolling hills and mountains in the background. Give you some great landscape scale color change And also you can drive from there up over to Brasstown mm-hmm. And check it out right up in front of you Beautiful leaf color change And obviously from the lookout up there as well
2: All right, and there's some favorite drives too In the northeast And would you agree you're kind of seeing some of the same trees That are changing at the same rate as northwest?
0: Northeast and north central usually You know, typically it comes on a little sooner Just higher elevation Specifically north central Georgia So, you know, talking again around that Lake Chitu, Brasstown, balls. Blairsville area I mean, up above 3,000 feet We're seeing 80% color change Um, So even the oaks Are starting to join the show So oaks typically Are kind of the last You know, they run last And they do dominate Our forests up there So they kind of dictate peak And they are coming along In that north-central part Of the state
2: As Seth mentioned The website The Georgia Forestry Commission Website, gatrees.org Not only to see this leaf watch update Every week through this month But so many other Good resources and stuff For homeowners Property owners I mean, y'all have A very comprehensive website
0: there's a ton of great stuff on the website. You know, we invite people to go dig through it. Um, there's stuff to help um, you, for just, you know, your backyard or if you wanted to get involved in your community, there's stuff on more of that macro level. So there's stuff to help um, landowners from 500 acres down to 0.5 acres.
2: Wow. So anything that
0: we can do to help, you know, we're there for you.
2: Seth, well, I really appreciate it and I look forward to talking to you again I guess we'll be back together at 7.20 but next Saturday
0: Awesome, well thank you Ashley, we look forward to it
2: Alright, coming up next, Pike Nursery With what you need to be on the lookout for this weekend You're listening to WSB Oh yeah, the grass is green I'm gonna live where the green grass
3: grows The grass is always green around the other side Can
0: Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB
2: Wrapping up the show today Hey, it's Green and Growing You know it You have found us right here on 95.5 WSB So always happy this time of the show To be joined by usually a store manager Of a Pike Nursery location One of 15 around the Atlanta area so he's back, Charles Lampkin, manager of the Holcomb Bridge store. I guess that's considered Alpharetta, right?
1: That's right. We're really close <laughs> to the Roswell, but we're still Alpharetta.
2: That's right. So uh, just on the east side of Georgia 400. Good to have you back.
1: Thank you for having me, Ashley.
2: We kind of had this theme with, you know, fall decor and fall plants last Saturday. But with the cold weather we had this past week and in the last few days, Charles, those overnight lows. Got dangerously close to freezing Especially for extreme north Georgia as well So it is time to start thinking about Okay, the bedding plants and the annuals And the color that I want That are absolutely going to tolerate the cold weather
1: I think it's the most appropriate time A lot of your spring and summer stuff Probably didn't like that cold so much I wouldn't be too concerned about it Just withering away quickly But it's kind of like just a a reminder Hey, it's it's now time You know, these plants have been available For at least a month now While it was still warm But it's it's time to start thinking About changing things out
2: You know, and what I think about too Either right before that cold spell Like I think it really went down um, Monday night into Tuesday And it just continued to get colder Tuesday morning As the sun was coming up actually But a good rule of thumb You know, bring in what's tender like the house plants you've had outside. but water Water those plants either right before the cold or as soon as you can in the morning after and that kind of helps them bounce back a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, uh, and that's and that's cold precautions for for any plants, especially potted material or anything newly freshly planted into the ground. Uh, yeah, you want to make sure that that ground is thoroughly saturated before a hard cold just to make sure that the foliage doesn't burn and that's that's our number one rule of thumb with any cold precautions.
2: All right, good deal. So, the flowers you planted back in spring or summer, maybe vinca, angelonia, things like that, probably starting to look a little ragged. Um, So, here are some popular cool season flowers or even just things with pretty foliage to uh, add to your pots and your landscape. Five to six months, Charles, these things are going to last, especially our favorite, number one, pansies. They'll last forever.
1: We're going to see those all the way into April, possibly even May. And again, when those start looking a little rough, that's when you put in your spring and summer annuals. But yeah, they add a wonderful, wonderful color during the winter months. And I mean, I can't, there's so many choices and colors and styles now on Pansies. You're going to find exactly what you need. And then their their little sister or cousin are are the violas, which I'm not saying I prefer, but that's what I choose to put in my landscape. I think they hold up a little bit better. Uh, they bloom a little more profuse And um, they just tend to also tolerate a little less sun than the pansies too So that's that's an also a really good choice And it looks exactly like a pansy Just pansy, let's say, has a half dollar size bloom Violas have about a quarter size bloom
2: And we can fertilize them, though they're not really heavy feeders They don't demand it um, And to keep those blooms coming, you know, I always go to the base of the stem of a faded flower And just pinch it off with my thumbnail And they'll just keep blooming, like you said, at least until April
1: as far as fertilizing is concerned, um, I would, since they are such heavy bloomers, to. and if you don't, they're still going to bloom. But if you do, you're going to keep those blooms coming and coming. Um, so I'd fertilize at least once a month something like Osmocote, or we have a flower, vegetable, or just a, a flower and blooming formulated fertilizer here that we'll recommend with any purchase on any of your winter annuals.
2: Okay, and the next one, cyclamen, I didn't really discover until about five or six years ago And for folks that have never seen cyclamen, really you go into the nursery and you see it and you won't forget it These are really cool plants with big leaves, and I mean, what are the benefits? I love them
1: It's just very unique, and we're so, unfortunately for winter, we're very one-dimensional. There are not dozens and dozens of varieties of annuals that you can plant during the winter, so this is just something that looks totally different than the rest of your foliage. I would be on the side of caution that although they are cold-hardy, they are not as cold-hardy as your pansies and violas, and that's one thing that's awesome about pansies and violas. They're going to bounce back after a deep freeze. Your cyclamen, you're probably going to have to cover Or definitely uh, keep an eye out for when we get into our really, really cold temperatures
2: Yeah, their stems are uh, a little bit thicker than those of pansies and violas And you can just see that little stem just wilt and become really soft and soggy after a really cold snap So yeah, good advice, cover them, bring them up against the house, something like that Um, I was in the nursery about a week ago, Charles And the ornamental vegetables still are just so cool to see
1: they are, and if you're looking for size, if you have large beds, these are able to cover a lot of your your bed sizes. Your pansies and violas are only going to get about four to six inches wide. That's a lot of plant material in some of your larger beds. So, mixing in some of your larger ornamental vegetables, having a nice tiered effect and different textures in your in your beds, it's a really good option. Really cool colors. Um, All different varieties of cabbages and kales, artichokes Um, The Swiss chard is going to bring a really nice splash of color Here in the early fall and early winter That one will probably not make it all the way through the winter But your cabbage and kales and artichokes will
2: Now the ornamental peppers, you know, we see those And they've got little either bright yellow or red peppers and things like that Those are going to be cold hardy as well?
1: They are going to be an awesome show for fall. Unfortunately, they're not going to make it through our entire winter. So anyone hesitant to, you know, maybe put the pansies and vials in their containers yet, that's where those peppers come into. I mean, they're going to go all the way until Thanksgiving, unless we just get some really, really cold weather <laughs> a lot faster. Uh, but these, these last... Two nights this week, nothing to be worried about On those peppers, but again, yeah, they're not going to Make it through the entire winter, but if you're Just plugging in, uh and popping In things in your containers, you know, we'll still Have the pansies and violas all the way through the Winter, and once those peppers fade, plug those Right into your, into your containers
2: And I think in some of the landscape Beds, you know, just like with the pansies and violas Charles, we can let those ornamental Vegetables kind of stew until March or April, but when the weather warms up They start to bolt, you know, and put out The stalks and the flowers and those that's a neat look, you know, when it gets a little warmer.
1: I think it's all it's all personal aesthetics. Um you can cut those bolts and flowers off if you like them, please please leave those on. But that's kind of like it's it's telling you Hey, we're about done too, we're going to give you this last really good show And then we're just going to get a little gnarly looking
2: Yeah, that's very true And all of these are grown for looks, so not really taste Don't recommend eating the ornamental Swiss chard or the ornamental cabbage and kale But uh, when you go to Pike Nursery, the other stuff is right there for you too The cool season vegetables Um, And you have to mention ornamental grasses, which I am so excited to incorporate some of those coming up in in my front landscape with you guys uh, with the landscape design, ornamental grasses are something for every season
1: for sure even in even in the winter when some of your some of your uh, larger perennial grasses go dormant, you're still gonna have the plumes left. I like to say they're gold or they're a bronze, they're not brown <laughs> but uh, but then you have your evergreen grasses. so a lot of varieties of your carrots. Uh, your Mondo grasses and some of your junkest varieties really give uh, great contrast and height in your containers, but also kind of that tiered effect in your garden beds as well. A couple others to think about, something that's super popular pansies, pansies, uh, Dusty Miller. Whether it's a serrated or cut leaf or a rounded smooth leaf, uh, that silvery color goes so well with your cooler colored pansies like your blues and your purples it really pops. Orisium is another one. Uh, Sugar Rush is a popular variety that just really gives that low-mounding silvery foliage. And again, there's not a lot to mix and there's not a lot of choices in with your pansies, so adding as much of your grasses, your, your dusties, your ornamental vegetables for texture and height differences is really going to make those gardens and containers pop.
2: Now, with these ornamental grasses, I think, you know, when I'm looking at this list, uh, pampas grass, Miscanthus, um, my favorite is pink muley All of those get pretty large But what are some of the, the ones that are best Maybe a dwarf variety or a smaller sized ornamental grass That's good in containers, you know And can stay that small to medium size
1: Yeah, very popular in in your containers there are a lot of varieties of carrots okay. uh, Your red rooster gets that really nice red-gold uh, Brongous color in the winter um, and then a lot of your other characters are very, you know, um, chartreuse in color, variegated in color. So they do really well. Your Japanese forest grass, if we have a mild winter, it is going to stay through the winter. Um, but a lot of those are going to be your bright chartreuse colors. And if you're looking for really dark foliage in your containers or landscape, a lot of varieties of your liriope, um, your mondo grass, and there's black Mondo grass too. That I pops didn't know really about that. Well.
2: That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice looking grass.
2: Throw that by the front door in time for Halloween to have kind yeah, of a different look. Sure. Yeah, with that, for with sure. the ornamental peppers, that would be really cool.
1: That would be really nice. And there's black pansies now too. That's our Halloween that mix.
2: Wow. So
1: those would look cool too.
2: Oh, yeah. Every color. Like you said, pansies come in every color of the rainbow. Um, so I'm thinking for the last few weeks, Charles. Of course, we have been mentioning and hammering home. Now's the time to plant trees and shrubs. Now's the time, and it really is. I mean, you can do it in the spring, of course, but this is the most favorable time. The window's still wide open, and thankfully, properly timed. You guys have a class at Pike Nursery locations today about that very topic.
1: It's a free class, and I would encourage anyone who's on the fence or just wants a little bit more knowledge on how to plant. Trees and shrubs or where to plant them Stop on by either our department heads Or some of our managers Are going to be teaching those classes And we're expecting a really good turnout uh, This morning And anyone who's listening now If you didn't know about the class Please, please come on by 10 o'clock
2: And get the details for the class Or for any of the pike locations At com.
1: And you should be able to find a store Hopefully you know, not not too far away from your
2: home No, last weekend I just told a caller in Jasper To come on down to Town Lake I knew what store was closest to him <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you don't know, enter your zip code Look at the map and voila, there it is Well, y'all have fun at the class today And Charles, thanks as always, always a joy to have you on
1: Well, thank you, Ashley I hope everyone has a nice weekend I hope you do, too
2: Thank you And coming up, you know we're going to get more freeze warnings You know it's going to get cold again So a few tips on protecting your plants Things you should do before the freeze And what to do now Stay tuned, you're listening to 95.5 WSB
0: Green. Green and growing Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: Alright, number one, the shelf life Many lawn chemicals can be two years If stored properly, never store Or share in an unlabeled container And if disposing of granular products Seal them up first before you throw them away If liquid, put kitty litter in there And then seal and trash uh, Number two, for a list of fall Fragrant flowers that I have put together Go to my website, wspradio.com and growing Or scroll back about a week and look at the Facebook page And number three, if you're propagating Angel trumpet or even Confederate It rose, you need to cut a sturdy 8 to 12 inch stem before the first Frost, remove the bottom leaves and just put In a clear jar with water and it'll develop roots Alright, so that conversation with Charles We talked about, of course we're going to have another freeze Warning, right? Temperatures are going to dip back down Uh, Number one, trees, shrubs Plants and beds, always a good idea To mulch All times of year Winter it's going to serve as an insulating blanket Uh, You heard Charles and I mention there Water the night before or the afternoon before A frost, that's really going to help insulate the roots as well Also have clear plastic or white plastic handy The only thing is the very next day You'll have to take that off pretty quickly So that the sun just doesn't beat through it And burn the plant And when you cover things as well You can also use brown paper bags if the Plant is a little bit smaller. Anything you cover, whether it's a sheet or with plastic or a brown paper bag or even a pot, make sure it goes all the way down to the ground. That's going to keep that wind gust out of there. That's going to keep the cold temperatures out. Uh, Yeah, turning a pot upside down is just as good of an idea. And some things you are able to, the winters have been so mild, and I don't know what the prediction is for this winter upcoming, but uh, a lot of times you're able to just put those pots snug up against the house or up beside a building. And keep them a little bit protected. You would be surprised what a difference that makes if you have it up against the house versus if it stays seven or eight feet out from the house, you know, at the outside edge of a deck or a patio. You can kind of do an experiment there and see the difference Of course, your mums are probably going to be okay Anything that looks kind of wilted It's not going to hurt to just prune it away Well, it's been a really fun show And I hope you've learned a lot I always have fun traveling around, visiting with folks Uh, Thanks to ChopMyTree.com Thanks to all of the callers And also Dawn, Alexa, and Andrew From the Sustainability and Green Team At Mercedes-Benz Stadium Ward Black from Georgia Soil Company And talking about Waste Eliminator And the process, the large scale composting That they do, and of course Pike Nursery For sponsoring the show and being here with us Every single Saturday I'll be right back here with you next Saturday Starting at 6am for another episode Of Green and Growing, y'all take care Have a great weekend